That is us live everywhere, all over Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. G'day Tripod family, welcome back to another episode here. We will be doing our Las Vegas preview show, the NRL's first year in Las Vegas, but our 10th year here on the podcast, handing out free tips uh, from the king himself, Jacob Wynn. We've got a big episode. As I said, we will go over the Las Vegas games and preview them in depth. We've also got some exclusive market insights. We're going to talk some totals uh, and plenty, plenty more, as well as the same game multi there from better. Just a quick reminder to everyone, we did do a comprehensive 80-minute season preview. Uh, there's some very spicy takes in that one, including Winnie putting the Titans above the Panthers, which I personally loved, but uh, the Facebook and Instagram community didn't love it so much, mate, I'll be honest with that. Uh, but a big show here today, and uh, if you do want more, make sure you check out that season preview. It's available as a show on YouTube or Facebook, and you can listen to it as a podcast as well. With that out of the way, Winnie, mate, how are you going? I'm fantastic, mate. My head's kind of spinning after this week. I'm actually grateful that we just have like a half round or a one day of footy because it allows us to get everything prepared, and then next week we'll have a lot of this stuff organised. So it does feel chaotic. And there's plenty of things that are unique to talk about today. So we've got a jam-packed show despite being only two games. But I've got a confession to make, mate, after the season preview. Um, it was a stitch-up. I was trolling you. I, I don't really think the Titans will make top four. You've been pumped. This was all. We were all in on it. Me, all the followers as well, just to see your reaction. No, uh, people are questioning my mental health for sure. I'm getting a lot of feedback on that. Look, I, I just I, I planted my flag clearly on the teams that I'm going to be looking to play on and off. And I uh, gave my reasoning, and I know people think it's insane, but, again, all I can really say is nobody had the Warriors top four last year. Nobody had the Knights in fifth. Okay, there are going to be surprises. There are teams that make grand finals and miss finals altogether. So I wasn't afraid to really stick uh, my neck out there, but when you do that, you can get your head chopped off sometimes too. So we'll have to wait and see. I feel like I'm already copying it, and I haven't even been proven wrong yet because the games haven't kicked off. Mate, I do love those people that comment, like, you've got no idea about footy. And it's like, mate, it's a prediction. None of us know yet. <laughs> We're just predicting it. <laughs> well, uh, and but the thing course... is, I've had so many times people say that's the worst tip ever, and if it actually wins, the thing is they don't come back and say, oh, I'm sorry. They, like, never come back, so you can't really win. But it doesn't matter as long as people understand where I'm coming from. I was only trying to make it clear uh, who I like and dislike so that people could come out of our show and uh, really take as much away from it as possible about how I see the board at this point in time. Yeah, absolutely. And it gives a bit of insight as to where some of the best bets may land in these opening rounds, which brings us to the best bets. So the way we roll our show uh, with this specific live show is we value your guys' time. We know everyone's busy and we don't want to gatekeep or hide best bets throughout. So, you, you know, you've got to be tied up um, throughout the entire show. We don't roll like that. We always give our best bets during the first five minutes because we know that's what the people love. Um, of course, we are only going to be discussing the Las Vegas opener today. But with that in mind, Winnie, do you have any best bets to kick off this season? Yeah, last year, I look back, we averaged three to four best bets around. So that's like, that's not even necessarily a best bet every second game. And that's because I don't always have a strong confidence level on every game. So coming into this doubleheader preview, I didn't know if I'd have a best bet or not. But I got to tell you, I have two. I have a best bet for each game. So the first of the season, I'm going to take Manly plus Half a try in the try handicap. It's $1.80 on 365. I will take the same market. Sydney Roosters plus half a try. Try handicap. That is $2 on 365. Also $1.97 on top sport. I will get into game specifics when we preview the match. 
matchup, but the fact is we know very little about these teams in round one, how they're going to be this year. You and I talk about a week being a long time in footy. A whole off-season is a long time, and these lines are pretty short. Uh, Tristan will talk about the movement, but a one-and-a-half and three-and-a-half. In terms of my calculations, if you're going to lose by a try and have the opponent score one more try than you, one or more, you're more likely going to lose by four or six points and uh, the handicap's not going to cover you anyway. So I figure you that we take the try handicap because you still could lose by four or six and actually cover depending on how you know penalties and conversions go. So I think it's superior to taking the line. When I look at Manly, their full strength, I'd say while Souths have a couple of stars absent, uh, again, I will talk about this as we get into the games. It's not about who I think is going to have the better season because you heard on the preview I like Souths a lot more than Manly this year. It's much more about who's going to be better prepared this weekend and the Roosters have been hampered by slow starts the last two years. I think that they will come in with the eye of the tiger while Brisbane, we've got to see, have they got that grand final hangover? So this isn't really me being str- strongly suggesting Manly and Roosters both win. But when you're getting plus half a try, we don't know how many tries are going to be scored on Allegiant Stadium field either. Um, We'll discuss that. It's a pretty significant advantage if I think the games are closer to a toss-up. I'm going to get that try half-try start with both underdogs. Yeah, mate, it's good stuff. And we'll talk about it later, but certainly it is a little bit of a different field in the NFL, which could restrict uh, sides really it could throw off the whole game if I'm absolutely honest. It's uh, it's something that we're not used to as NRL fans and the players aren't either. Just looking back at round one last year when you said, you know, we don't know too much about these sides. Um, some shock results that I remember, not that I remember, I've literally got them up, that I'd like to talk about rather, is uh, the Broncos beating the Panthers. No one expected yeah, that. 12-point underdogs. And Panthers were in a grand final the year before. Um, so they might have had that little hangover. Broncos, like Broncos were a best bet. Back yep, then, yep. I believed in Brisbane when a lot of people didn't. Yeah, I can remember that. Uh, Manly smoked the Doggies by 25 points. Everyone thought the Doggies would be much improved. But the biggest upset actually came from your team uh, last year was the Dolphins shocking the Roosters. And as 18 you point underdogs. And, and as you referenced, like, you know, now that they've been ambushed in round one last year, you know, and they realise that these slow starts are really plaguing their seasons, it could be their point of difference um, in this one. All right, we're going to get into some totals and our match previews in just a second. Before we get to there, we're going to hear from the CEO of Top Sport, Tristan Merlihan. Um, he's got the first word on how his team went pricing up some of these markets for the historic games. G'day, everyone. Tristan here from Top Sport. We got the NRL back. We got two games this weekend where obviously it is over in Vegas, which is exciting for everyone concerned. It's been a really, really big launched this season. There's been so many people talking about it, um, which I think is great to see for the game. There's going to be a lot of activity on the matches, of course. There's been already a stack of action on the uh, the futures and uh, people having a crack at many different markets. So that's great to see. I've thrown up all of the custom markets that were requested before Thursday night, so they should be all on the site. Unfortunately, it's all done and dusted now, but if you can't find something there that someone else has put forward, you, uh, you'll be hard to please. So check all of those out. Uh, plenty of action, which is great. Appreciate everyone getting involved. This week's matches have been pretty difficult to price because because we've had um, a situation where Manly uh, have firmed up dramatically, and that's been on the back of Souths, obviously, having a few injury concerns, a few players that haven't made the trip over to Vegas, and, and people expecting Manly to improve. 
And then the other side, the Roosters have firmed up from six and a half into three and a half, which is probably more so way to money. And, and people just maybe thinking Brisbane's going to regress, losing a, a little bit of their depth over the off-season. So uh, both of these lines are going from six and a half into one and a half and three and a half, uh, respectively. So some sizable moves there. Obviously, the bulk of the action, though, will, will happen from today onwards and as we get closer to game day. The other tricky one to price has been the totals, where we, it's been well documented that the size of the field's a little bit different. Um, obviously, that first round uh, jitters and, and not, not ha quite having that cohesion that you would normally do in, in, in later rounds. But then, I suppose, the NRL wanting to try to create a spectacle uh, over there in America. So, will it be a more free-flowing, attacking style of football too? It's a very hard one to work out exactly where it's going to sit. There has been a push in the last 24 hours for the unders. Uh, they've, they've both firmed up a little bit. I suspect that's primarily due to the, the reduced width of the uh, of the uh, the field. But, you know, as I said, we'll, we'll see. And potentially, you know, there might be another bit of movement after or whilst game one's in play if we see how, if the referee's anything different to what we would normally expect as well. So good luck if you're having a bet over the weekend. Gamble responsibly and enjoy the season ahead. Now, Tristan mentioned there, Winnie, some difficulty in pricing up the over-unders and uh, totals markets there. I touched on it briefly before, but you actually are a big NFL fan. You run an NFL podcast in the off-season, so uh, maybe a good chance for you to explain, I guess, the different conditions that we'll see in these two games. Yeah, I actually wanted to talk totals ahead of the games because it's going to apply to both matches before we then set the table and talk about squads. But on Tristan's video as well, thank you to everyone that submitted custom multis. There's over 100 submitted by members of the Tripod group, and over the years, people have picked some absolute crackers, so... It's uh, closed for submissions, but you can look on the Toppy website under Rugby League Markets and see everyone's custom uh, combinations. I'm not doing a mixed matchup, if people are wondering, this week, but I will be doing them weekly. Don't forget, I have done a season multi, so that's the tripod season multi also on Toppy. And if you do need a Toppy account, use our show code TPLIVE, and you can reach out to me after you do that. Let's talk totals because I feel like there's going to be that many comments about it and it's been a topic of discussion in our group already. Uh, and I think that there uh, is an argument for overs and unders as it pertains to the Vegas games. And so let's discuss it ahead of both games. Okay, NFL fields are not nearly as wide as NRL fields. Uh, they have been able to expand it, but only so much. So it's still going to be about five metres narrower that they're playing on on Sunday Australian time and a shorter field as well. I actually, when I first heard that, I honestly wondered if the NRL considered making this a 12-a-side game, as crazy as that sounds. Like, I feel like if you figure out player per space, it would actually be about equivalent if you lost that amount of metres, but uh, they're not going to be changing the rules, right? So clearly that impacts attack. People have known this since last year. When the totals did finally get released for these games, I saw them get smashed to the under straight away because people were waiting all summer to bet unders because it's a more narrow field. So that's simple and that makes sense, right? But let's talk about the current market. Now those totals have come in like about four points. Uh, there is a counter argument that it's a showcase game and the success of this very venture for the TV viewers, for the people that pay the money to go over there, the idea that this is a, a long-term plan, it's partly hinging on the games being entertaining. Now, me personally, if an Origin game is a thrilling, grueling encounter and finishes 6-4, I'm still probably going to have loved that game. But for the uninitiated, they want to see scoring and they want to open field play. And I'm sure the NRL has considered this. So how do you get that result? It is by officiating. The 10 metres is going to be a strong 10 metres, got to be enforced. The ruck speed, 
can be controlled, which means I think defences are going to get hammered by six against. I think the refs will be told to really encourage the attacking team to get a roll on. Even some of the off-season rule changes are to encourage less stoppages in play, less you know opportunities to kick for goal. Does that mean I would bet overs? Well, now it's hard to predict Like how big of an impact is refereeing, how big of an impact is the, the narrow field. Uh, but I do think they counteract. So when you've got forces in each direction, you maybe don't have a strong advantage. So I won't play the total itself. I do have a same game multi where I do have a theory about the total that I'm going to share for Broncos Roosters. And to Tristan's point that the first game will influence the second game because once we see how the first one plays out, it will inform us about how the second one both will be uh, adjudicated but also how the field's playing into it. And footing as well, you know, but then does it hurt defences more or does it hurt attack, right? So we're going to get information from the first game. Here's my suggestion. If you do have a strong opinion on unders or overs, play a multi. Play unders in the first game into unders in the second game because if you've got a good bet in the first game, it's it's almost certainly a good bet in the second one. Vice versa, if you think the argument I made about the showcase and they'll just they'll, they'll game it so that uh, defences get killed in this game so that we do get more breakthroughs and more attacking free-flowing play, Play the pair of overs. You know, they've come, the totals have come down a bit now. So you're not getting ripped off on the number. Uh, play a combination. Have you got any thoughts about just generally the point scoring and, and conditions in this game, Clarky? Both of them, sorry. So I'm not a massive NFL fan. From what I've seen, I think the field that they've expanded to is about five meters uh, narrower than normal NRL fields and about 10 meters uh, shorter. So it's going to be an interesting one, but I don't have any too strong of thoughts just because I don't watch too much NFL and it's not something I'm familiar with, to be absolutely honest with you. Like, this is a first. And for that reason, I don't feel too strongly either way with my opinion. Um, but I am keen to get into the games if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We've got Manly v South. Now, this is at 1.30 p.m. New South Wales time uh, on the Sunday. The line is set at minus one and a half in the Rabbitohs' favour. For Manly, they've got Ruben Garrick moving to centre and Jackson Polo moves to his wing. Luke Brooks debuts in the halves. Ben Dravojevic wins that starting back row spot and Nathan Brown makes his club debut via the bench. For the Rabbitohs, Cody Walker has passed his fitness test. Jacob Gagai, Dane's younger brother, debuts on the wing at 28 years of age. Uh, their centres are Isaiah Tass and Richie Kenner with Campbell Graham and Jack Whiten both unavailable. And Sean Keppy starts with Tom Burgess moving to the bench. Interesting contest here for me. I think Souths look a little thin out wide, but they're probably perceived to be the better side based on last year, and I think the line indicates that. Then you look at the forward packs. That's another tough one there. Both have relatively strong forward packs, but break break this one down for us. How are you seeing it? So as I said before, my biggest thing was not who's the better team here because I had Souths, I think, second on my ladder. I have them going to the grand final. And that is based on their ability, their ceiling. I think they can get to a level that's above just about anyone in the comp. And I don't think Manly makes the eight, right? But that's not what round one's all about. You said it uh, perfectly with some of those upsets from last year, round one. You you get the unknown, right? Um, It's much more about how have they prepared. It is worth noting that Manly got over there earlier. Now, is being in Vegas earlier and doing um, a lot of the press, is that necessarily an advantage? I'm not sure. I mean, Souths look good in the charity shield for sure. But I will say as well, because people ask me, like people have hit me up and said, oh, I can't believe you think this because this team's attack was so bad in the trials or, or whatever. Like I really put very little credence uh, into the trials, but I do look at Souths and kind of like that loss of Graham on top of the fact that Whiten is suspended. You, you've got two dynamic centres that you've got to deal with on Manly's side. 
and that is a loss uh, for Souths. When I look at the fullback matchup, you know, that there alone, Turbo versus Latrell could set the stadium alight and really kick off the double header the right way. But who is more prepared? Who's fitter? Because these two players at their best can take over a game, but we know sometimes these players have to build up match fitness and then there can be games where Latrell or Turbo don't look right and then you don't feel as confident if you've backed their footy side. Uh, I worry about Manly throughout this year if they lose a key player or two, and Turbo's the main one, but considering that they come into this one with a full complement, and I just get this sense that Brooks really wants to have a point to prove, will be extremely focused to show that he was a good pickup and to show that he can play on a winning footy team. And I feel like his teammates will want to lift for him as well. I would say Manly, you know, had such a disappointing 2023. Of course, so did Souths, but I feel like Souths were good for half the year, but Manly really um, never hit their straps. Another thing about Souths and the reason I think they can play so well when they're at their best is that deadly cohesion, particularly that right to left sweeping back line. But that takes timing. I don't think that's necessarily going to be all there in round one. So I'm not as fearful as I would be later in the competition. And, and Souths have got this huge pack, but I actually think Manly matches up well there. So as I shared, my best bet's going to be Manly plus the half try handicap. If you're going to press me, and I know people will, who wins for the tipping comp? I'm going to take Manly by a DCE field goal. I think it's that tight. It can be really exciting for the fans. Uh, but it truly, I think it could be anyone's game. Yeah, I really struggled to break this one down, partly because it's round one, partly because it's in Las Vegas. We've not seen that before. And partly because the Rabbitohs are missing key players where the Seagulls have improved with their signings since last year for now. I think if this was on a regular size field, like if we were at a core stadium, for example, I would lean the way of Manly. But because we know that NFL field is going to be a little bit more compact, I think that brings the forwards into it a little bit more. And I'm going to give the Bunnies the edge there. I don't think it's a huge edge, but I do give them an edge there. Uh, one thing I am fearful, though, is the kicking game of Daily Cherry Evans. And then even if he was to get tackled on fourth, they've still got the option there. And Luke Brooks, who did a lot of kicking for the Tigers, um, whereas Ilias and Cody Walker, maybe you could say Ilias, but they're not no noted kickers that can manage the game that way. Um, so, yeah, the, the Seagulls do have a big advantage there in the halves, in my opinion, um, whereas the South halves that I touched on are more ad-lib or off-the-cuff players. Uh, Cody Walker's more likely to throw, in, um, you know, throw a big dummy and step past the defenders, whereas Luke Brooks is more likely to make a calculated move. So I just offer that there. I am interested to see, and I think it's really important as well, how each side involves their superstar fullbacks. You touched on them, Latrell Mitchell, Tom Trebojevic, two of the best players in the game when they're on. But on a smaller field, in, a, in this new stadium, in this big event, how does either side involve their fullback without over-involving them and tiring them out uh, with less space to move? Stats in this one show us that Manly have only won one of their last 10 games to open a season, and the Bunnies have won their last seven in a row over Manly. So stats probably do favour the South there, but it's a new season and anything can happen. Um, and for this game, I believe we've got a same-game multi, not from yourself, but from Josh Morris. Am I correct in that one? We do, and we have a tip from another friend of the show that I actually want to share right now, and I'm working with Wiki closer this year because I think everything they offer is so valuable to people who are interested or, or follow the NRL, especially if you do have a punt, and more and more so people playing same-game multis and want to find try scorers, and Nicole has kindly shared try scorer tips with us uh, each week through the finals last season and is going to join us all season long with his favourite try scorer tips and a little bit of reasoning. So. If I can find his clip, I'm going to share that 
with you all right now. Hey guys, it's Nicole from Wiki. Hope you guys are pumped up for the footy this weekend to finally restart. Look, I've got Luke Brooks as the first try scorer at $34 on Better as my tip for this game. I absolutely uh, love his running game and he's been running at Lockie Ilias, Kenar and Jacob Gagai on the right side for the Rabbitohs. So guys, Google Wikilink Tree, the Punters Preview article that you can see over here, our odds comparison tool with the best prices for try scorers and our Discord community, which is about to crack 3,500 is all there. Enjoy the weekend, punt responsibly. So Nicole likes uh, Brooksy as well. So that feeds into uh, Manly Best Bet. I, I love to hear that. That would be epic. Uh, and you're right. Oh, I haven't made a same gamer for this one. I've gone for the next game. But if people want a same gamer, check out the one made by our other friend of the show, Josh Morris. He has gone Manly 1-12. to He's with us as well. Under 41.5 points and turbo to score any time. It's paying 13 bucks on better, which from my perspective, that is certainly solid odds if you favour Manly like we do and Clarky, uh you can talk a little bit more about uh better and what we've got in store for followers this season yeah absolutely very pumped to have better come back on board again there as a sponsor so if you do want to see josh morris's reasoning for that same game multi um and if our show leaves you wanting a little bit more nrl punting content check out the better youtube channel and listen to the latest episode of the fox sports lab uh in the nrl there as we announced on Tuesday, Better are back on board. We're super excited to have them, and uh, we hope to have some happy customers in the Tripod group ahead of the season. Winnie's weekly same-game multis were a highlight last year for our followers every Friday uh, with really good success, actually. We hit some really big ones there. It was a lot of fun. And um, we'll be doing the same again this season, of course. And you have a special, not a same-game multi, but still a SGM for us right now, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, for the season rather than for the game. And it's been a busy week. One of the reasons because I've been personally dealing with a lot of existing better customers and they've been helping me look after our members. So we're already starting the season the right way. And if you are one of those happy better customers, you might want to have a crack at this multi, which is one of the reasons I don't have a same game for you this week. No Friday game, but uh, I do have a special market that I was working hard on. And it's a five-legger, 25 to one. And I'm not going to repeat all the reasoning because it's in our season preview, which I'll reference once again. Go back and give that a listen if you'd like to. But the five legs I've got involve five teams. Raiders under eight and a half wins. I actually had them wooden spoon. Eels over 11 and a half wins. So just to win half their games or more, I have the Eels top eight. You have Eels top four, I want to say. Clarky. Yep. Uh, Gold Coast over 10 and a half wins. You know, we both are. Like the Titans, I won't linger on that one. Manly to miss the top eight, despite the fact they might win in Vegas. Ideal situation, they can go down by by one or two and uh, still cover the try handicap. Nevertheless, I don't have them in the eight. So uh, I've got Manly missing the top eight. And Penrith under 17 and a half wins, just because I think they get everyone's best shot. They can still win a lot of games and not hit 18 wins. Now, I make that combination of five legs around a one in 20 shot, but 25 to one, you can have up to 25 on that, which would be risking 25 for a profit of 600. And same deal with Toppy. Check out the uh, link in the show description if you want an account. And feel free to reach out to me at Jacob Wynn on Facebook or Tripod Facebook or Instagram or email tripodbetting at gmail.com. Perfect. And if you do want to see that uh, graphic, it is on my Instagram and Facebook, both at Clarky's Rugby League column. Um, it's sort of got the play, the teams we want to go well, and then we've grayed out the ones we don't want to go as well. But just remember, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential advice, call the number or visit the website in the show description. 
We move on to another blockbuster. It's the Roosters v Broncos. This one's at 3.30 p.m. New South Wales time on the Sunday, and the line is set at minus 3.5 in the Broncos' favour. For the Roosters, they'll be without Dominic Young, so Joseph Suwali'i moves to the wing, and Billy Smith comes in at centre. Spencer Lemieux, he gets a start at prop. Their new back rowers are Swear Wong and Satili Tupanua. Um, great players on their extended bench when there's Angus Crichton, Egan Butcher, Connor Watson. Like they're three dudes that would walk into a lot of sides starting seven. That uh, was not starting, but a lot of sides best 17 rather at any stage. For the Broncos, no Corey Oates, which was weird because Kevin Watchers did explicitly tell the media he's leaning that way. Um, instead, their wingers are Jesse Arthurs and Dean Mariner. Cobbo makes his move to the center and Brendan Piacura has overcome his knee injury to line up at back row. Another game that is tough to get a read on. The, and we spoke about this earlier on the show, the Roosters were horrible last year in round one, whilst the Broncos couldn't have really been any better, shocking the, the back-to-back reigning premiers at that time in the Panthers. So who do you prefer in this one? Uh, do you have a lean strongly either way? Not a strong lean necessarily in who wins, but considering the Roosters are like 235 underdogs, I would pick them slightly to win. And I do feel confident enough similar along the similar lines of Manly of getting a half-try start uh, is, is a pretty significant edge, especially when, yeah, we don't know how many tries are going to be scored for sure. Uh, I, I picked the Roosters to win the Premiership on Tuesday, right? People heard that in the season preview. And I did also talk about I think Brisbane will struggle where everyone else seems to have just instantly penciled Brisbane top two. So I'm sure a lot of people saw Roosters best bet coming, but I will just reference the previous game. I had South's 10 spots higher than Manly on the ladder, but I'm going Seagulls. So it isn't as simple as I bet the team who I predicted higher on my um my infamous ladder prediction. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of the right word there. Um I, I do lean Roosters to win this game. So I'll talk about why, but you mentioned one point there that the players that are on the extended bench that can't even make the 17 says a lot about how stacked this side is. And when I look across the paddock, I don't see a big advantage for Brisbane anywhere. Like last year, the forwards were superior to everybody they played apart from probably Penrith. And it just laid the platform for victories in all these games. I'm not convinced that Brisbane's forward pack is stronger than Sydney. So look it up and down and have a decide for yourself. Uh, Renault was certainly better than any playmaker that Sydney had last year. So he's it's a better seven. And I also totally acknowledge Walsh is the better number one and should have played for Australia ahead of Teddy. Maybe they wouldn't have got pumped 34-0. But there isn't a huge gap in talent there. And, uh, you know, again, the chemistry connections aren't fully formed. So your halfback's not necessarily at the peak of their powers in round one. Cobo to centre for Brisbane's very exciting. But it's another change that could take a little bit of adjustment. I see match winners in both sets of outside backs. I know I've got the better coach in Robbo, all due respect to uh, the job that Kevy did last season. I know I'm not popular with Brisbane fans, but as I said earlier, like people didn't really pick Brisbane last year. And I was the one saying 12 months ago, I think this is the best team in Queensland. And I picked Brisbane to beat Cowboys, I think, in round two. And people thought I was crazy. Like, And that was Brisbane at home, you know? So it's funny how... People just remember what they saw last. And I think that's why Brisbane are the favourites in this one because people can remember a lot of more recent dominant Brisbane wins. But people can't really remember some dominant play by the Roosters. So I, in my eyes, actually, I'm getting the better team as an underdog here. And that's why I felt good enough to uh, have a best bet in each of the two opening games. 
And fun fact on that Broncos-Cowboys game you referenced from round two last year, that actually generated the most comments of all of our best bets posts on my Instagram. And a lot of them were saying that they disagree with you. And as you said, no one came back and fessed up when you got it right there. Uh, but to this game, again, I'm on the fence. Uh, we don't like to sit on the fence too often in this on this show, so I will give some reasoning of why I'm leaning to the Broncos. I do think the Roosters will start this season better than they have in previous years. Um, one of my preseason predictions was I actually think they'll win at least four of their first six. And if you look at their opening six games, it is a really tough stretch. I think they've got Melbourne and Panthers as well uh, with the Broncos here in round one. Given it's a smaller field size, again, you have to look at the forward packs. And I agree with you. I think they are pretty even, but if I have to give a lean to one side, I'm going to go the way of the favorites. I'm going to go the way of the Broncos, and that's due to Payne Haas and Patrick Carrigan. Um, the Roosters, I think... Yeah, but I do think the Roosters, like if you look pack to pack, are probably better. But it's just Payne Haas and Patrick Harrigan that go to a whole new level and, and really elevate the rest of the players around them. Why I'm going to go the Broncos, though, Winnie, it's the same reason I was so cautious against tipping against Manly. It's Adam Reynolds' kicking game. I just think it's going to be so crucial on a smaller field to be able to find grass, to be able to put it into the sideline effectively, to maybe be able to get a repeat set on those tiny in goals. Um, it's the kicks in this game will be instead of being, you know, centimeters important, they're going to be millimeters important. That in goal area is super small. So I can see Adam Reynolds being really able to take advantage of that middle fatigue. that's going to build up because both forward packs are so powerful. And then I expect him to execute his kicking game, both long and short. And that could be the catalyst that really ties out this rooster's side and sees the errors come out of them. And, of course, if we look at that statistically, the Roosters do average the highest amount of errors of any side over the last two or three seasons. So they are known to have an error or two. So I've got Broncos here. I wouldn't say I'm massively confident because it is round one, but my official tips for Las Vegas are the Bunnies and Broncos, and yours are the opposite. You're going the teams in Maroon. Yeah, sorry. You you talked about uh, DC's kicking game last and, and that edge to Manly. And I, I mistakenly said that you were also taking Manly like I am. But uh, we were head-to-head, you know, and, and quite a few teams we had a very different opinion on in the season preview. So this is something that will be very interesting to monitor as we go through which one of us is, uh, was way off. And we'll find out on the weekend which one of us had these games right. I think you made another great point when you talked about the kicking game. Okay, we've acknowledged the dimensions of the field. It's not great for attack when it's more narrow, but a shorter field means you're in attacking territory a little bit sooner and it does mean there'll be more attacking kicks however a shorter in goal can somewhat mitigate that so I think you you nailed it there as well when you talked about errors there's going to be a lot of bombs put up uh, in attacking territory and we're going to see some of these uh, flyers on the outside backs get up for them so who can be dominant in the air Um, you know I'm happy with the sides I've picked there Manly and uh, and the Roosters uh, having some some superb athletes who can go up and grab some bombs, which could be the difference. And I'm sure the Americans' jaws will drop if um if we get some uh, aerial ac- acrobatics. Now, I'll close the show with this. Then uh, the the same game multi that I did share out today, which is going to be weekly thing. Uh, Dabble supported the show in the past, and a lot of people still use Dabble. And I am able to team up with them again and come up with this series called Winnie's Kitchen where I take you behind the curtain and show you exactly how I'm cooking my same game multi and why I've used certain ingredients. So I'm not going to repeat that. Look up the clip on your socials, Facebook, Insta, TikTok, YouTube, but it is a 17 to 1 multi where I am going to try and thread the needle between there being a few tries but without there being a, a total points fest. So a 17 to 1 multi is not a bad way to start 
your season either. Certainly check that one out. If you need a double account, the code is tripod. Mate, I uh, we're not sponsored by Dabble on this show, but I will say just using them in the off-season, I do find the uh, rocket boost very entertaining. When you put on like two or more horses or a multi, you get a little rocket boost and you don't know what uh, what odds you can get it to. I found that very fun. And the um, copy function, you know, it, that's the thing. Yeah. Saying, well, do you, I take the hard work out of it for you. Just go, you can be on my bet in one click. Yeah, we'll have to call it there because if we say any, any more, we're going to have to issue uh, an invoice there, Dabble. <laughs> Sorry to say, no, I'm only mucking around. Um, but in all, in all seriousness, guys, that is our Las Vegas preview. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. It was a 32-minute one. We expect when we're back at a full round, we'll probably be up around that one-hour mark with uh, maybe not so much detailed analysis. There's just a lot of excitement around this historic event, and we wanted to make sure we could bring you an episode dedicated entirely to that. So from myself, thank you very much for being here. And our next show will be live on the exact same spots on Sunday following the final game there where we will recap all the action, review our best bets, and hopefully chat with you all in the comments there as well. So thank you very much. And over to you, Winnie, to farewell the show. Thank you too, mate. And if I didn't say it already, I'm so excited for these games. I think we have got two absolutely cracking matchups. And I'll be fine if they're close as long as... uh, we don't get those two favourites scoring one extra try. That will suit me beautifully. But let us know what you think about what we've said and uh, particularly my best bets as well. We'll catch you within a few minutes of full-time Sunday afternoons. So have a fantastic weekend, guys. Enjoy the footy and Lego. Lego.